The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello, Second Print Nation. I am here today with you with a very special gift. A gift to all of you out there who have been listening. Uh, all of you have been supporting the show over time. And by supporting, I just mean being here, downloading. The fact that you're listening to my voice right now means you have supported this show in some way, even if you just accidentally clicked on it. Hey, you accidentally helped us. What can I say? You accidentally gave us a download. But uh, I want to give you guys actually a little sneak preview of some of the great content that you get behind our paywall, behind the Patreon. That is how we pay for the show. That is how Remzo and I ensure we don't have to sweat money off our backs to bring you this great content each and every week uh, so we do all sorts of bonus content for our patrons because we don't just want to beg for money we want to provide value to the people that support us and provide value to us literally by sending us your money uh, so we do all sorts of stuff behind the paywall we have uh, remzo does his remzo rants each and every week he also did a show called remzo versus the mcu he also did falcon and winter soldier recaps with our friend uh, caleb franz i do a number of bonus shows myself including tales from the fuck it pile where i look at a bunch of comics from my fuck it pile a bunch of comics uh, with no bags no boards that i grabbed uh, from the old stash in connecticut uh, i also do the random marvel comics podcast claire continues we just put out so much bonus content because we really want to make sure that people get value uh, in exchange for what they are giving us so the mon- literal money you guys are, are giving us to uh, help us run this show help us do marketing campaigns help us pay for our our uh, web hosting our podcast hosting all that great stuff so thank you and here is is a little preview of a show you're going to be hearing on our Patreon. These are Loki recaps that we're going to be doing each and every week. No, I don't do not have a fancier name than that. Maybe someone can help us come up with them. But for right now, they're just called Loki recaps. I do them with our friend Dan Smots, who has a great show, show called The System Is Down. Really enjoy doing these episodes with Dan because he is not a comic nerd like myself and Remzo, but he is a pop culture aficionado. So it's really fun to get his perspective on these shows uh, from sort of uh, that general point of view, but without having the familiarity with all the characters. So that being said, here is our latest Loki recap. Just like yeah. that. I mean, I am recording. That's, that's the intro. I don't know if the show. <laughs> I mean, the show could have started, or I mean, that'll be figured out later. I guess the right, show did start. Uh, let's let's just say the show has started. 
now. I am here with Dan Smotz, the purveyor of a fantastic podcast called The System is Down, uh, where he talks about all sorts of things, religion, politics, conspiracies, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. But here today, we're here to talk about something very, very specific, and that is the brand new Disney Plus Marvel Studios show, Loki. Dan, how are things? Things are great, Mark. Thanks for having me. Long time caller, first time listener, and uh, happy to be here. Um, you know, I, I don't think I have actually listened to your show ever. Um, wow. And I, I was pondering whether or not I should mention and it. You're telling me I, right here. Then I was like, you behind know, behind the paywall. It's fine. Like, it's not going to turn anybody away who's behind the paywall already, obviously. But I, I just, someone quits because they find out you didn't listen to the show. <laughs> what kind of fan were they anyway? Exactly. Why are you paying us money if one man's needless lack of opinion is going to sway you? So much? <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah, as I was thinking about it, I was like, why is that even offensive? Because that's not offensive your show wasn't made for me your show was made for comic book guys and i'm not yeah, one that's and true. that's fine and i mean yeah I, i'd like to think we can pull in some new people who weren't that into comics who right. might end up listening and yada yada but you know that's just like my fantasies that's not necessarily who the show is for it's just we hope you find it like anything else but like in your fairness, show is not for grandma but you wouldn't mind if grandma found it and i might mind it. if grandma found well my maybe show. your maybe specifically <laughs> your grandma <laughs> not um, all grandmas but yeah, with the uh, the Lines of Liberty stuff, when you started the Patreon there, I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe I'll join, maybe I'll join. And then you were like, conspiracy stuff is what we're doing this week. And I was like, well, shit, I guess I have to join. And I've never left there because that was made for people like me. And uh, so, well, hello and welcome to all you nerds. And Mark, thanks for including me in your your inner circle of nerddom. Well, your lack of past comic book fanhood is actually why I like having you as my co-host on these recap shows, because I, yeah. I like that perspective instead of just the same old, yeah, Remzo knows everything. It's fun right. to actually know more than somebody else and to be able to teach you a thing or two along the way. So. Uh, let's dig into the uh, 1980s lore of Mephisto. And actually, <laughs> Mephisto wasn't actually uh, put on the scene until uh, 1987. <laughs> Speaking of Mephisto... Was he in this episode? Well, let's find out. <laughs> Let the Mephisto rumors commence. That was the biggest thing lacking. I don't know if you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier or not. Um, did you watch like you, a answer. couple episodes? I never okay. finished it. It didn't capture you in the way that, uh, you know, WandaVision. I don't know if it captured you, but at least kept your interest pretty, pretty high the whole time. Yeah. And also I had this obligation to do these episodes. So. Yeah, I mean, it's not an obligation. I'm not paying. I, I would have. Right? No, uh, but uh, I would have. Yes, you're right. I, I would have finished WandaVision because it did ke- capture my interest and keep it better than uh, the other, uh, which the name I don't even remember. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. With that one, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, eh, it's like I, I'm not a big action dork. Like I, I don't care for punching. I like story and stuff. And I know that there was some story. You don't care uh, for punching, folks. No, I'm, I'm with you there, too. Like that's. I mean, I know action scenes are kind of a big part of this genre, and I'm fine when they're there as part of the story. But I, those are the parts that always bore me the most of of Marvel movies, of any kind of right. movie, really. It's like, all right, I know you're going to fight for a while. Let's get to the end of the fight. Let me see what happens at the end. I don't need the t- 10 minutes of punching along the way. Right. And it's like military. It's like fake military punching. It's like it, soldiers punching soldiers. So I can't even relate to that already. But they're like super magical soldiers punching each other. So then it really I can't connect with that. A, a layman summary of comic book TV. Is <laughs> magic soldiers punching magic soldiers. That's right. Sometimes uh, aliens punching other aliens. 
So yeah, so I think it, it worked out that we're doing the Loki recaps, though I think because this is decidedly a, a very different show than your standard action magic action soldiers punchy punchy stuff for sure. Um, so just just to get a little background here. Uh, we know you are not a comic book dork, comic book fan, but you are a connoisseur of, you know, pop culture, I would say. So yes. what is what is your background and or excitement level related to the character Loki prior to this and coming into this? This is like the of all the things I've heard about coming out for Marvel. This was like the only one that I was like, that could be really good. That could be interesting. Um, I Of the whole 30 uh, something shows they have. on Pretty much. Show. Yes. OK, well, I haven't dug into it in a while, but, you know, between this and I can't uh, relate the last to magic two, punchy soldiers, but I can relate to Norse gods, gods. evil, evil, villainous <laughs> gods. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something about the uh, charismatic, darker figures like the your anti villain type stuff. Like I love things like I don't know, Breaking Bad and even Boston Legal is one of my favorite shows. I love the the dialogue. I've never and then, seen that program in my life. You're wrong. You're wrong to have I'm not, not saying it's bad. How can I be wrong? No. I'm not wrong. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But uh, James Spader's character on that is uh, basically that. He's like a, an anti-villain or anti-hero or whatever you want to call it. And so I, I was looking forward to this. I thought that it had a lot of potential for cheese, but I, I was pleasantly surprised that there was minimal cheese. All right. Well, let's dive right in recap style. As usual, I will meander my, my way throughout the story and you can interrupt me whenever you want or Sounds whenever good. I just com- completely lose my thought. That's how we're going to do this thing. That works. Uh, so we do start off with a little flashback, a hot flashback, a cold flashback, I guess you would say uh, <laughs> to the end. Of, well, this is really it's it's the end of Avengers, but it's really the end. It's really a part of Avengers Endgame. Uh, I didn't I didn't ask you how much homework have you done for this for this? Have you I have seen, seen any other? end game I, I watched the two the that one and the other one <laughs> that yeah, uh, okay. relates um I, I started watching the first avengers multiple times and got bored with the punching very quickly um i, I was actually it's I remember, the most straightforward superhero of these like of the avengers films I'd yeah say. i i remember there was one time i was like driving home on a long business trip or something i had like a four or five hour drive and i, I had my laptop sitting next to me totally illegal um and i turned on the avengers movie to uh keep me and awake. You crash and you've been paralyzed ever since that day. <laughs> I, I, I turned it on to uh to keep things yes i turned it on to keep me awake and uh I, I i realized like 15 minutes into it i i was like more bored than i was before because it's just like explosions in my ear and instead of like actual dialogue there was almost no uh conversations happening in the first 15 20 minutes or so so i was like let's turn on something better all right, so that's where Dan's coming from in this stuff. So you seem very mellow it. today, Mark. No, oh, yeah, I'm mellow. That's one way to put it. <laughs> it's a mellow Friday morning here, Daniel. Right, well, um, so that's thank you, Dan. Your, so we start off with input. we start off with a flashback to the scene from Avengers Endgame when the Avengers travel back in time to the end of the Avengers movie. Uh, at which point Loki is being carted off by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents uh, who we will later find out or earlier found out, depending on which movie you're watching, were actually Hydra agents that were going to later take the Tesseract, which you would see if you had watched um, Age of Ultron. You would see them suddenly Absolutely. having that Tesseract again, and you don't know why. Only later do we find out it's in this film it's because they were actually the Hydra agents because S.H.I.E.L.D. was infiltrated by Hydra, as we learned in Captain America Winter Soldier. Have you seen that at least? No. 
Oh, damn. That's that's actually my... <laughs> I think it's my... Act, other than maybe Endgame and Infinity War, because they're so freaking epic, and maybe yeah. the Guardians movies are right up there. It's my favorite of, of all of these Marvel movies. So I, I well, highly recommend it. It's on. It's at the top of my to-watch list, along with Age of Ultron. They, yeah. So you're telling me that Civil War is interesting also? Not Civil War. Uh, Civil War. Oh. I like Civil Wars too, but, but uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I okay. think it's probably the best just like superhero movie in this in this whole thing. There is some okay. kicking and punching. I would will warn you, but there's a really, really good story around that kicking and punching. Cool. I think I have seen Civil War and I was like, it's got Spider-Man in it. I'll watch it because I like Spider-Man. And that was it. <laughs> He's a simple man, folks. That's anyway. <laughs> um, so, yes, in this scene, uh, we are seeing where in Endgame, what I don't get about this already, uh, when I really think about it, when I think too hard about it, the answer is because comics or because comics movies ultimately is the thing where Loki gets the Tesseract and and, z- and zaps out of there in Endgame. It's supposed to be because the Avengers went back in time and they messed up the whole thing and that that part they didn't get the cube, but because Loki got it and disappeared. But what doesn't make sense about that is the unless I'm missing something, the Avengers going back had nothing to do with that part of it, because that was because Hulk took the stairs and then busted out and that knocked the you know, Tesseract out of their hands and then Loki got it and poofed away. So I don't know why there's a different timeline, even in the first place, because at least in that from that event, because the Avengers going back and intervening didn't take effect until after Hulk came down the stairs. Or maybe it did. Maybe maybe they had already. Am I, am I thinking too hard here, Dan? Yeah, because I don't even know what you're talking about. I, I, I did it's see the those very movies. first scene of this show, Dan. You don't have to know. Okay, that it's been a while. It's been like 45 minutes since I I was there, so <laughs> it's hard to say. But well, uh, yeah, what happened was I, the I, Avengers I, went back in time to get the Infinity Stones in Endgame, and two of those Infinity or three of those Infinity Stones were in New York at the end of Avengers 20, uh, the Avengers 2012 movie. Uh, <laughs> so. One of those was the one that was being held by Loki uh, or not being held by Loki, but being held by shield from from that that Loki had gotten or whatever. This, I think it's a space stone, maybe, or the or the, the mind stone was in a scepter. It's confusing. It's one of the infinity stones is the point, the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And they go back in time and like fake and like Ant-Man causes a fake heart attack in Tony Stark so that the other Tony Stark that's tra- time traveling can get the, the get the briefcase. But that doesn't happen. Instead, it gets messed up because Hulk comes down the stairs and and smashes the um, the suitcase out of her hands, as, as we see in the beginning of the show, and then Loki yep. gets a Tesseract. But it doesn't seem like the time travel has anything to do with the fact that Hulk knocked them down, went down the stairs and knocked the, knocked the door out or whatever. So, I yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you um, based on like it does show that at the beginning, but it doesn't like really explain it. And it I, I couldn't remember exactly what the circumstance was that put them there i remember yeah. that's where loki disappears but uh, that was about it so so maybe i'm missing something nerds nerds of second print nation if you know what i'm missing let me know or is this just a because comic situation because it is happening because that's what happened mm. anyway loki grabbing that gem or grabbing the uh the tesseract and zapping out of there causes basically a new um a new timeline essentially because as we've learned in a couple marvel movies uh really it was this is the explanation i think from uh what's her name the bald lady who's the first doctor strange whatever um why, why am i looking to you for knowledge <laughs> you, this, i'm so used to having remzo here who'll pick me up every time I, lady every time Hilda I swinton yeah till yeah you got the you got the actress right so that's good <laughs> Um, the ancient she, one. She explained the ancient one. Yes. Thank you, Dan. She I didn't even look it up. She explained. That's impressive. Boom. She explains this to Hulk in, in uh, Avengers Endgame, where if, you know, 
when you intervene in the in the time stream, you come down, it just creates like an alternate timeline. Uh, so like this is an alternate timeline created by the Avengers going back in time and somehow Loki getting this the space gem, which led him to disappear instead of, as we see later in this episode, go to the jail on Asgard, which would lead to the whole rest of his life, which would lead eventually to his death at the hands of Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. Are we, yeah. are we keeping track here? But instead, this Loki disappears. And he goes to Mongolia, apparently, uh, where he after he tries to present his godhood to some uh, local Mongolians, he's immediately met by these uh, these dudes and these these riot cops, basically these uh, time cops, time cops through a portal. That's right. And uh, we find out uh, they, they basically take him. They capture him. They, you know, he, he declares, yeah, I'm a god. So you guys are fucked. But they uh, apparently their powers usurp his because they nail him with this um, like baton. But it causes him to move at one sixteenth speed. So he's like moving in slow motion. But the the, the time cop is is moving in regular speed. And it's like, oh, you're going to feel this in real time. Um, what do you think? First, about that, that first initial criticism. Yeah. Yes. First criticism there. He seemed to be um, going way, way slower than one sixteenth. Is that what you're going to say? Yes. He seemed to be going much slower than like, that. This is like one one five hundred and fortieth or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I work in video, and uh, you work in video as well, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why. So that's why it stood out. Doesn't seem like a one sixteenth kind of speed slow. there. That's, that's much slower than one sixteenth. Not, not to mention, if that was sped up, like the amount of times his lips flapped in the in the wind there, almost seemed a little too for comedic effect. Because yeah. I don't think if you got hit, it's not like your lips are just fla- flailing one flap twenty tops, times, not seven flaps. Right, like a just a slow like. It's been done. It's been done in like super slow-mo video, people punching each other in the face, and that does not happen. Yeah. But uh that that that's my criticism. All right. The unrealistic lip flapping, but it did it I found it entertaining, but but I had the, the same least criticism. believable thing about this show. <laughs> <laughs> the time travel, all that stuff, the serpent guys I'm cool with. Right. Um so basically Loki gets taken at to this place, the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. Now uh the TVA was created actually by Walt Thymanson simonson uh famous like thor writer um uh fantastic four writer and uh he brought this them first into the pages of the thor comic book so it's somewhat appropriate that they're also first appearing here uh in the loki show uh they were later a big part of a lot of fantastic four stuff basically um and this agent that we meet mobius later on um he actually was based on a Marvel editor named, I think it was like Mark Grunewald or something like that. I could, that could be incorrect, but it's pretty close to that name. I, I recognize that name. Yeah. So he was basically like Marvel's continuity cop, like behind the scenes. Like he would be the guy that would be like, oh no, you can't have the Hobgoblin do this in Spider-Man 337 because uh, the last time we saw him in Thor 432, this happened to him. So it's not going to make sense if you do it this way. So he's like, that was a real life person. And then they basically turned that person into this ancient Mobius in the comics who, nice. whose role in the comics is similar. He goes through time and try to, tries to fix everything that that's messed up. So uh, that's what I like about the sort of a sto- actual story of the, how the time variance authority got in the comics but i appreciate um, that i yes, appreciate I thought, that i thought you would uh but yeah loki shows up we actually see a scroll is also being held uh, in detention here along with some some jerk guy that uh that really serves no purpose other than to show us that what happens if you're <laughs> when you're in this thing right um yep. and basically we learn through this cartoon uh, that Loki sees while he's waiting in line after he gets his ticket and is waiting to go see the judge here that he is at the time variance authority. And we basically get a little history here. Uh, there used to be like a big multiverse. All the different timelines were warring. It was just a mess. And then these guys, the uh, what's their freaking names, man? Why am I forgetting so much stuff today? Dan? Um, the guys that what? 
I'm just going to call them time serpents. They're the guys that basically just fix the timelines and streamline everything. So we have one oh, yeah, yeah. sacred timeline. I think they're called right. the sacred. They're called the serpents. Illuminati. Yeah. In real honest. life, they're called the <laughs> Freemasons. Uh, right. But, um, but yeah, so uh, we also learn like along the way here that the Tesseract is just like, there's just no thing here. Like it doesn't do anything. He's like, he's like, oh, don't touch that. That's a Tesseract. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Puts it in his desk. That uh, guy, what was this guy's name? It's, it's, we get a character like this, this seemingly in every like Marvel show. There's just the one, uh, comic relief guy. The um, one dorky throwaway guy. Yeah. Like it's, uh, in the WandaVision, it's Darcy in this. It's, uh, I think his name is Casey comic relief. Casey, I called him. Uh, yeah. so he's just like the dorky guy that works at the, the time variance authority. Um, I, I did like it well. I did enjoy the scene where Loki's like going through processing and there's like he gets his clothes sprayed off and he goes to this other level and this guy's like, uh, please verify here. This is everything you've ever said. And then he says something else and it prints out another sheet. He's like, and sign this one. He says something else and prints out that yeah. sheet and sign yeah. this one. Um, so what did you just think of the whole the whole setup here with Loki being sucked into this time variance authority, getting the the layout through that cartoon and just kind of seeing him being processed through this whole thing? thought it was great. I had no idea where this was going, um, going into the show itself. And even at this point, I'm like, I don't know where this is going. And uh, if you recall back in uh, WandaVision days, way, way back a month or two ago, um, that was like that. That's always one of my favorite things is like just not knowing what this is and it not being like super predictable. They're going to punch people or they're going to whatever. Um, I, I like the weird shit and uh, it had this with him being such a main character, I thought that there was a good chance that they wouldn't go too weird with it and they would play it pretty safe. But um, yeah, at, at this point it's like, he's getting ready to be on trial for everything he's ever done and said basically. And uh, that's such a, it's a unique and interesting premise to have this guy who's essentially like, if it's a biblical metaphor, he's the devil, but not quite Mephisto devil. He's just like this yeah. fallen angel or whatever. He's a, yeah. Somewhat of an analogy to the de devil. I'd say we, Marvel has like 50 of those, but yeah, he's, of he's course. One of them. Yes. But uh, yeah, j just that's what we have so far as our, as our devil in this world um, of the MCU. And He's uh, he's met his match and going to have to account for all of the bullshit that he's done, which I think is cool. Yeah. And then what's what's cool about this is Loki is dead in theory, like in the main Marvel Universe timeline. So this yeah. is kind of like, a, as they call him, a variant. He's a variant version of Loki. And it kind of gives the writers some freedom here because they can kind of do whatever they want. And they can kind of they can keep it totally separate from the rest of the universe. They could tie it back in. I'm sure this will somehow tie into Multiverse of Madness and all that since they're talking about multiversal yeah. type stuff here. Uh, but they, they have a lot of freedom. madness, madness and multiverses and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and like much like with the comics and what I think Marvel does pretty good here. Or at least did really good with WandaVision is they take elements of the comics. So longtime fans will spot certain things and be like, oh, I know where they're getting this inspiration from. I know where they're get getting that inspiration from. But they also are telling an original story within that. So that's what they have the opportunity to do here. And uh, th I think a some of this just based on you know the rest of the episode is, is loosely based on a series I haven't read, but I've heard about called uh, I think it was called Journey into Mystery, which is actually where Thor first appeared in the 60s. But there was a new version of that um, where it was actually starring Thor, uh, uh, starring Loki as a kid version of himself so basically loki gets turned into a child and has the chance to like relive his life and correct all the bad things he's ever done so i think that's where they get some of the concept of this because uh later on we'll see cool. loki sort of going through his own uh this is your life situation cool. um yeah and it's it's already adding so much depth to the character that i mean how many movies has he been in already and he's basically just i mean he's got a little bit of backstory but it's not you you don't really relate to him all that much he's still just kind of the bad guy the the guy who was thor's brother who had potential to be good and just wasn't 
But yeah, I think as as we go along Thor's journey through the various movies, he goes from like very clear villain to villain we sort of feel bad for uh, to is he a villain? Oh, maybe he's he's Thor's friend. Maybe he's all right to going back to like, oh, well, no, he is a villain, actually. But right. then going back and he they always kind of tease you with his goodness, you know, but every time he always sort of like has some trickery going on, except for his final sacrifice when the trickery actually was that he was pretending to want to ally with Thanos again, but was actually for once really trying to truly do the right thing and like stand up for his brother and say, or was he, or was he, we don't really know, I guess, but at uh, some point, but he he did actually die. Then cried. Good boy. Too many times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe he had a whole multi, you know, a whole backstabbing plan there too. But at the end, I think by the time Loki died, he was in Avengers infinity war. He was, he was coming off Thor Ragnarok where he was sort of on Thor's side, even though again, there was some trickery along the way. Uh, but he had generally gained the sympathy of the audience just because I think people have grown so to like this, the actor, Tom Hiddleston's portrayal of, of, Thor yeah. so much that he's 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 kind of ascended beyond well beyond just being seen as some kind of villain. He's actually is, is seen more as a, a beloved character at this point, which I think is why it's a perfect time to give him this show. What happened to him in Ragnarok? I remember seeing it in theaters. I think I was a little drunk, so I don't remember all of it. I remember laughing my ass off. Your homework, man, of seven, seven movies and <laughs> I did my homework. I watched it. I just you know didn't pay any attention to um it. basically he teams with thor to face their sister hella who had been damned to somewhere and until um uh odin died which unleashed her upon the world and uh at the end of it uh they all had to flee asgard as it was being destroyed by uh Surtur, i think is the, is the guy's name what was loki's it, part in it uh, he ended up basically hel- well. No, he was actually on the planet um, where Loki had to, or Thor had to battle Hulk, and uh, he uh, yeah. ended up helping Thor escape. But then, like, also turned on him. But then also helped him, you know, escape from Asgard. But then or also was like, hey, I got, I stole an Infinity Gem. I stole the Tesseract again, which is right. why Thanos gets it from them at at the beginning of uh, Infinity War. Gotcha. So, but yeah, I, I, he'd become more of a sympathetic character, but he's always got his own, you know, his own little thing going on. But, but, but right. I think what the character development we got here, like you're saying, was was far more than we've ever gotten, you know, from him combined. We just started to get like sort of hints of of sympathy towards him. I think just because he's become more of a beloved just the character. I think the portrayal of the character is what's become beloved more than anything. Yeah, and I think that uh, their their slow build of the character, it's kind of like what they did, to my understanding, with Thanos, where they just kind of they brought him in, and then brought him out, and they put him back and it's kind of elusive until he actually matters. And uh, yeah, it's cool that they're they're that they did this, that they made this show and are going in a direction of actually giving, exploring more with him, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of potential with that character. And that character always grabbed me for whatever reason. I don't know. All right. Well, we go on and uh, we head to 1549. Uh, where we see some more of these uh, time cops, the time variant authority agents showing up at this time church. Cops! Time cops with this show, this church in France, and uh, we we meet who will later be named as Agent Mobius uh, Owen Wilson, who talks to some French girl, and uh, he notices she has this like blue candy bar, and we see what it is. I don't know what the ne- name of it was, but it was, and he and he says something like, "Oh, the devil's bearing gifts." And then we also look at this window, the stained glass window, and we see this devil type, you know, thing in the window. So of course, what's the first thing I think? Is it a Mephisto reference? It's like I'm back in WandaVision again. <laughs> yeah, my my first thought was, nope, it's definitely not Mephisto. Way too on the nose. They're not going to do it like that. When they do it, because everybody's been pandering or just 
I don't know, obsessing about this character ever since the beginning of WandaVision, at least probably further back. But uh, that's the only thing anybody wants to talk about, including us, clearly. So yeah. now I feel like they're going to they're going to maybe hold Mephisto back until we just forget Mephisto was ever an idea. Yeah. And then they're going to lay him on us when we just gave up on the whole idea. But probably. Yeah, I, I think it would be too on the nose. I think it probably is just as we'll learn later referencing Loki because he is sort of a devil character as well. Yeah. Um, and he's got like the, the horn helmet and stuff. Yeah, so exactly. little French girls like, oh, or is that too on the nose? And it really is something else like Mephisto. I don't oh, know. Hell, I don't know. Well, we'll talk about it every week until we until they tell us. Um, yes. And uh, we go back to Loki. He's kind of on trial here before the judge. It's just him talking to a judge. Not much of a trial. No, uh, there's no, you know, jury of your peers or anything like that. How could you have a jury of Loki's peers, though? He's a freaking Norse Scott. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, and she says, like, Sore. oh, no, it's the only person that comes in. <laughs> yeah. And she says, like, you know, are you how do you plead? He's like, oh, first, he's like guilty of this. And he's right. like, uh, of this. And they're like, yeah, your magic's not going to work here. He's like, ah, oh, shit. Uh, and yeah. then he, he, he's saying, he's defending himself saying like, I didn't do this stuff. I think it's the Avengers you're looking for. Cause they're the ones that traveled back in time and did this yeah. whole thing. But how does he know they traveled back in time? It's the other thing. Cause that's, that's the other thing. His interaction with them was so brief. He never saw the time traveling Avengers. And so he, all he saw was Hulk busting out of the, out of the stairwell. Anyway, it's almost like Loki watched the movies and I'm supposed right. to like, it's just, that's <laughs> don't you else. remember that? thing you saw that i was not there for but anyway or maybe he's not necessarily blaming the time traveling he's just saying the avengers are why i grabbed that thing because it, it you know he did say he did say uh he accused them of like real the the, the actual time crimes because right. they're doing this and that so yeah because he's being accused of time crimes so yeah he's like he's like Look, all i did was grab this fucking tesseract and then zap out of here what do you what do you want me to do but right. anyway uh judge isn't really buying it it seemed like he's about to be sentenced to being reset which seems to just mean you die you get zapped away like it happened to that other like douchebag guy earlier mm-hmm. uh but mobius this this guy owen wilson shows up and he talks to the judge and saves loki from his sentence he's like he's whispering to her and she's like he's like he's like look i got a hunch about this he's like she's like all right you better not fuck up here so basically he gets to save loki uh he walks him through this this place and we see like the the tva the time variance authority planet or whatever, whatever it is. And it just looks like this ultra futuristic place. Uh, and then they, they pan out, they, they zoom in, I guess, to, to show us the shot of the city. Did it strike you that there was this awkwardly long pause, like sitting and looking at the city? It was like a long time. It felt, it was weird. It was like 12 seconds where there, I, there's no talking and they just sit on, it was like, we're supposed to be in awe of it, but it, right. I could have used four seconds of awe. And then it's CGI like, GI city. Like yeah. I, I was wondering, like is it was there... like the camera stopped panning and then it just stopped and then just sat there for like right. five seconds i'm just like okay did, did they fuck up like were they supposed to cut away from <laughs> this like 10 seconds ago anyway. right I, I was honestly wondering like is this a reference that i don't understand why are they like we get it there's a Am I supposed to be looking for something or the cgi guy is really proud of this shot and uh you want to show it off but it's a little yeah. confusing. i think the artist was just like dude i spent like 50 hours in this can you stay on it for more than two seconds this is literally months probably more like disney was like we spent, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what the budget would be. Fifty thousand dollars on this shot. So we're going to we're going to hang out here for a second. Yeah. But um, going back a bit, the uh, when he's in the courtroom, I, I did enjoy the uh, the bureaucracy bureaucracy slam of uh, he like asks the judge, like, what do they do? And she's like, uh, the keepers of time dictate the power, uh, the proper yeah. flow of time. And uh, he's like, well, what do you do? He's like, I I dictate the proper flow of time according to their dictation. <laughs> it's yeah. like, exactly. It reminds me of, uh, 
um, kind of office space. And he's like, so, so what, what is it you do here? He's like, well, I take the specs from the customers to the engineers. He's like, well, right. why couldn't the customers just give them right to the engineer? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, Owen Wilson, who we learn is Agent Mobius, and Loki are kind of just chatting it up. He's kind of really, you know, Owen's kind of making a bunch. Of, I, I call him Owen, whatever. Mobius is making kind of just being being very Owen Wilson. I would say he's just making a lot of. Right. O- it's gonna be Owen really Wilson hard to jokes. not call him Owen since yeah. he's he's just I'll Owen. Just Wilson call him Owen right here. Uh, it's easier. Fine. Um, what did you think of his portrayal here of Agent, Agent Mobius? I thought he was he was exactly what I would expect. He was he was Owen Wilson playing Owen Wilson, who's playing a character. I think that uh, I, I'm totally fine with it, but I don't have any reference as to what this character is supposed to be. I think as far as playing like just the, the character that is portrayed in this show so far, I think he's uh, it's good. He's he feels like what he's there for. Wasn't he in some time travel cop show a while back? That was oh, really big. It? True detective or something like that. I have no. Oh, that's not. Well, there's no time travel in that. Was he in? I, I think, don't know. I think Luke Wilson may have been in one season of that. Hmm. I anyway. saw the first season, which had Matthew McConaughey and yeah, it's other. probably McConaughey that I'm thinking of. I get the two mixed up. Just white guys who Owen Wilson and Matthew weird, McConaughey. Weird, weird ways of speaking. I don't know. <laughs> they were all both right, in like all right, all right. They're both in like uh, rom coms and shit, right? Mm, yeah, I guess so. If you watch yeah. those, you watch those, don't you? I, I, I don't. That's should why we I get a rom com review show. <laughs> we should. We can call it rom coms and beer. <laughs> that's a reference probably only dan and i will get anyway or the 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 romming show we could call it mm-hmm. um so basically like owen will owen owen slash moe i'll call him owen mobius uh starts going through loki's life and basically and i i did enjoy that they're they're kind of he's just trying to kind of poke at loki and like figure out what what makes him tick basically yeah. and he's like oh i want so like what's your deal why what's your whole story why do you do this stuff that you do and he, loki's like because i'm gonna be I'm, I'm born to be king i'm he's like king of what he's like king of midgard earth he's like okay then what he's like well like asgard the nine realms like everywhere else he's like oh okay yeah. what about space he's like what the fuck space like yeah yeah you want to be king of space like just now he's just fucking with him and he's like yep. he's like and he gets that what do you think of that whole exchange there um i liked it i like that it's uh it's putting a different spin on the entire character of loki because he's being dropped down like 25 pegs all at once yeah. by this beer by this dude in a tie is what i love right. he says he's this ancient north norse god multi-millennia old and uh you know this, right. this dork in a tie is just completely knocking him down 100 pegs right and yeah going back to like owen wilson's performance i thought it was great because he's just like super chill nonchalant like you you got nothing on me you can't do anything to me it's whatever like you're not We're in the this, tva this your powers thing. don't work right and so this kind of flips the script on in this episode in its entirety flips the script on uh basically everything we've seen in the marvel universe or the mcu so far um because we've got not only loki doesn't really matter but it seems like and i might be jumping the gun here but with uh all that you did talk about the the tesseract in the drawer and the stones and stuff like that it's like if these people have this power then basically and they kind of control what does and doesn't happen to some extent then everything that we've seen so far is almost moot right yeah almost like if, like loki is in the position where he's always been a god but now he's as powerless as every human he's ever dealt with you know he's, right. he's nothing here and like the, the infinity jones stems are, are jones infinity jones, jones. Uh, yeah, casey's like oh yeah people they, these don't do anything people just use them as like paperweights here it's like they, and they have so many of them so we know that they're pulling things all from out the multiverse but once they get to the tva this stuff has no power at all so that really puts yeah. this whole thing way above anything we've seen like like thanos is meaningless compared to the tv to what the tva can do apparently yeah 
and and going back to the the conspiracy stuff because i know you're secretly into it uh check it out at uh, patreon.com forward slash lines of liberty um i the quote that i wrote down was the idea that your little club dictates the fate of trillions of people across Mm -hmm. all existence uh at the behest of three space lizards and they just happen to be lizards yeah that's right that's like oh come on and it you know you get into definitely a tip of the hat to uh the conspiracy elements out there let's yeah. just say that or they're you know putting it in plain sight to uh you know <laughs> you know either way we're all controlled <laughs> by space lizards and i think i think my audience knows that uh, but it's okay yeah. because we were created right now uh or the people who are controlling us those space lizards apparently the time according to the timeline we were supposed to have this conversation right now about the space lizards because unless we're the variants and they're about to show up through a portal in space time baton me but we'll we'll find out that's right i I feel like all libertarians feel like they're variants and they want to be variants we don't reference politics here um (laughs) shit or um you forgot what all. show you're on, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> We've talked about all of them so far. <laughs> um, so we keep going through Loki's greatest hits. He they uh, you know he kills kills Coulson and uh, another line there too. I, I like he's you know Owen Wilson's like I don't see anything very mischievous about all this stuff. He's like yeah. you just kind of lose and keep losing. He's kind of and keep a dick. Yeah, he's he's kind of <laughs> just continues to peg him down. And uh, we also find out that uh, apparently Loki was DB Cooper. (laughs) And that's why they never found him because he jumped out of the plane and they got zapped away by the rainbow bridge. Yep. I think they spent a little too much time on that. It might have been good as like a 10 second joke. They spent like two minutes on it. I disagree. I I, I liked it, but I immediately knew what it was. Um, I didn't. It didn't occur to me until the very end when he said it. I was like, oh, that's great. That's Uh, brilliant. I I thought you would. I thought a conspiracy guy like you would be right on that. I actually didn't know much about DB Cooper and I looked a little bit into it it afterwards. I, I did. I've looked into it before, but it's been a long time. It's pretty fascinating. Like still, yeah. still to this day, nobody knows who this guy was or what happened to him. Or I mean, I'm sure he probably just landed and took a right. took them took the money. I guess. But did you know that his name actually wasn't DB Cooper? It was Dan Cooper. But the media got it wrong, and then everybody just went with that forever oh, until now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, look at that. Good job, you're, media. You're schooling me. Fake news once Wikipedia. Again um they also they also show see him like now we start to see things that are beyond uh this this variant point in time so we're going so and wilson's now kind of showing loki the things that he that he should have done or that he was supposed to do if he didn't pop out of time at, at this you know at that variant point and so yeah. we see him you probably didn't watch thor the dark world i wouldn't blame you it's not a good movie uh but we that, see i actually watched the first and the third thor but i didn't watch the second one same with captain america first and third i don't know why you're okay there with thor you should have to cap the second captain america is the best one <laughs> but uh yeah he sees himself sending the dark elves which is a scene from that movie to kill his mom not on purpose he thought he was sending them to attack thor not that that's much better to, to, to your brother but whatever right. i think he probably wouldn't also knew that he, they were just gonna like take distract thor because thor's too powerful like whatever but he didn't know that they were going to go kill his mother. So once he found that out, that his actions led to that in this movie, he was of course upset by that. And we start to really see the humanity of Loki. Then for the first time, we actually see him upset and in grief, you know, realizing what he done or what he, what he will do. And if you would have, would have, will have done in the future. Right. Um, and it's probably the most human moment we've gotten out of him in all of probably all of his appearances uh, overall. Um, yeah. So what did you just think of this whole kind of, uh, this first, first little dive through, uh, kind of the Loki's, this is your life. It was cool. And, um, I, I was like, I recognize that scene in that scene and I can assume based on what they're saying, what that is, that's his mom dying. And that's about it. Um, it, uh, of course, this whole time that you're watching this, this beginning part, you're like, 
you're obviously going to show when he gets his next snap by uh, Thanos, right? When are you going to show that? And they do, but it wasn't uh, then. I think they wanted another, us to think that, yeah. Because then yeah, another slight misdirect. Yeah, because then he does end up like escaping kind of at first uh, and tries to get the Tesseract. That's when he finds out that it doesn't do anything there. We see the scene with all this distort, the, the gems in the uh, in the drawer doing nothing. And, so these, uh, uh, the thing that he has, or the thing that he steals from uh, Agent Doan or whatever his name is, and he's jumping through time and space. What What exactly are the principles of that? Is it ju- just portals to other locations? Or? Do you mean the collar thing that he wears? Uh, the th- the thing that he steals that helps him makes him able to escape. Yeah, that's that. Co- that's well, well the no, collar he think, takes off and puts around the lady. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's what he does. He he takes it off himself. That was and puts it on her, and that's basically right. how he can stop her. Right. So how how come hmm. they don't really explain it, how it works? You just kind of see it work. But I, I guess it it lets you move the person wearing the collar through time, and you can use that little remote control to do it. So that's kind of what well, he's it's doing. through time. But then he's like jumping to different locations, and it doesn't seem to be changing time at all. It's just yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a space time jump to whatever you want, whatever works best I, I for the story. What it at the is moment. it's a, it's a magical device that they can use for whatever they want to make the story move the way they want. A MacGuffin. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. a MacGuffin exactly. <laughs> um, but they do not ex- actually explain this, and I don't think it's just to overthink it too much. That's fine. That's what they're hoping. I assumed as much, just making sure I didn't miss anything. No, I don't think you missed anything because they, they never do kind of explain it. Yeah, I mean, I think it works however it works. Right. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. And provides us, com- in whatever way, provides us the most comedy relief and most story development, basically. Yep. Um, uh, the, the one magical thing in a magic free place, apparently. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the. Um, the stones don't mean shit there. So like even, you know, getting the test rack, like it doesn't even help him. So he just goes back to like watching, watching the movie again. Apparently he watches like all of Thor Ragnarok while he's in there. And then mm-hmm. uh, finally, cause he sees himself kind of, you know, working with Thor more and sees himself coming together with his brother and then sees his own death in infinity war. And that's when he just really breaks. He's like, Oh, they even hear the neck snap. It's like, <laughs> while he's yeah. watching, it's like, Oh geez. Imagine watching right. yourself get your neck snap. That would, that would be scary. Yeah. And I had a point. It's gone. Yeah. Well, this is this is the part where he comes in and does the time collar reversal that we just talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, not related to your helping me remember, but um, they uh, this is totally unrelated to almost anything. But in movies and TV shows, does it like do you, does it throw you off when they're like scrolling through something like their timeline history of their entire life and they just happen to jump to the perfect moments out of out of like the whatever 40 years that this person has been alive or whatever probably more than that if he's a god he's just well, jumping I think this is supposed to be a highlight best parts. Reel. i think it's supposed to be a highlight reel well, who did the editing <laughs> like who chose these exact moments in time? Who changed? I like how we get different camera angles too. It's like who chose right. the camera angle? They have multiple. Who's things? filming this? Yeah, who's shooting it? How many? I think it would be like from his perspective, from Loki's perspective, but it's not. It's it's from the cameraman's perspective, and he's shifting positions. And I think things. at the end of the day, this is all magic shit anyway. So it's just like I don't <laughs> think anyone they, has to edit it. I think they just yeah, make Loki real. It's not, and then it's created. It's funny that. I'm asking you these these technical questions, and the nerd's response is, "I don't think about it too much. It, it's just nerd shit. Whatever." Actually, <laughs> you're not supposed to care. Actually, because comics, look, stuff oh. just happens, right? At some point, it's you do, do as a comic book fan. Like, there are certain books you can read. Really, like, I can almost picture this actually making sense. But then, yeah. if you get further and further, at some point, you just like, nope, this can't make sense. And then you just have to go, all right, because comics, because it's just, it's it disbelief. If you listen to our show, you would know that that's a, a catchphrase of ours so to speak whenever we get to a point where we're trying to like hit the end of a so why did this happen and that's like rhymes or i will be like well, you know why oh yeah because comics comics right. yeah mm-hmm. 
someday you'll you'll get. Hey, I, I, I am a Star Wars nerd, so I have have had to as, suspend a lot of disbelief over the years. I'm okay. So if we do m- more Star Wars content, it's potential you may actually listen. Yeah, I'd listen to that. All I'd, right, Ramsdale, join in if you're listening. We have to do Star Wars show just for Dan, just so we can gain, right. gain one more listener for one episode only. Who will then quit immediately? Anyway, possible. Uh, basically here, oh, Loki does kind of escape essentially, but at the end of the day, he still can't really escape because he still has no powers. Infinity Stone still don't do anything. So he just kind of like gives up and he's just kind of chilling in this room. <laughs> and Owen's like, yeah, none of that stuff worked out. He's like, no, no, nothing works. He's like, okay. So uh, here's the yeah. deal. And he basically offers him this chance to redeem himself, so to speak. He's seen his whole life. He's he's had a chance to see what he's done, what he will have done if he didn't pop out and become this variant. And mm-hmm. he's offering him a chance to help him. He's like, you know, he says there's this guy who's been going around taking out our agents and we, we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And he's like, he's like, I need you can help me do it. You can help me redeem yourself. You can and you can redeem yourself. It's basically a chance at redemption. And Owen Wilson gets a chance to uh, stop this guy who's been been, you know, killing his killing his agents and fucking up their time copping. Um, but but then the time twist, cops time cops the twist is he's like the variant is you so apparently there's another version of loki running around there killing traveling through time killing time cops and we just we finish off the episode just by seeing a little shot of 1858 oklahoma where and they we see the time cops show up and it seems this guy just came to there they detect something they're like oh this thing's from third century but uh it's covered in oil so they're like oh some some time traveler here is just you know traveling through time trying to strike oil and, and, and make it rich and yeah. then we see this like fire emerge um like around everybody and it was lit by this hooded figure so we don't actually see this hooded figure so you can't just say it was to- lit it was pretty badass he holds out the lantern and drops it and then it explodes it was quite, ring quite of fire. literally lit yeah with the, the ring of oil that he had i guess laid down there for this purpose so and that yeah. just ends with this uh you know this what i guess we're supposed to believe is this other version of loki um, or is it mephisto or, or is it or is it Mephisto? So, um, overall thoughts. How did actually? What I really want to know is how did this first episode? How much did it interest you compared to the first episode of WandaVision? How sucked into it are you? I am. I, I am more sucked in for sure. Um, the the weirdness. There is definitely more re- weirdness in the intro to uh, WandaVision than there is in this. But there's plenty of weirdness in this. The the WandaVision weirdness, though, is like it's happy, bubbly shit. And this is like the fun, dark shit that I enjoy more. So I this is I would say probably my favorite thing I've seen from the MCU so far. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I mean, uh, WandaVision, I think I. All right. I think I liked the first episode of WandaVision more just because I'm such a huge like old sitcom fan that I sure. just enjoyed it more. But I yeah. think this first, but the, but they gave you nothing in that first, really in the first two episodes of WandaVision. Yeah. They didn't really had no idea what was going to come after this or what these sitcoms were or anything like that. Or so why I, we're still watching this. <laughs> right. So I enjoyed that first episode more, but I think this first episode did a better job of interesting me in the story itself in like where all this is going because they gave us a lot more to go on. Uh, we understand the, the general story where it's going we understand this is a redemption arc for for loki we understand that you know he's going to be you know teaming with uh owen wilson here with agent mobius and and i guess going to battle some variant version of himself and while also having an element of mystery we haven't seen this other time traveling version of himself is it really loki is it some crazy version of the character is it someone else entirely is it mephisto uh so there's enough, yeah, there's enough questions yeah there's enough questions out here that it's it's interesting. It sucks the end of the story, but there's enough left open that I there, there's so many directions it could go that I'm I'm excited to see what happens next. 
Yeah, same. Um, with WandaVision, it had some implications to the rest of the universe as well. Like, if we're gonna, I don't know. I'm I'm fine with something being a really contained story, more like WandaVision was, but it was like pretending like it was contained while still having a lot of outside references. This is like, uh, we're not really containing this. This is having a gigantic impl- impact and implications on the rest of the universe. Like in the entire WandaVision series, we didn't get as much impact on the rest of the universe as we've gotten in this one episode of Loki, because already we know, you know, the, these people and their powers um, that have been everything to everyone in the entire universe. We thought uh, for the last, whatever, 20 years um, they're now, they now have a, a hierarchy above them, uh, shadowy figures that can stop them whenever they want, which that, that opens a lot of doors and also creates a, a lot of problems to solve, I would think, over the the coming years of storytelling, because how much can you make other things matter in this tiny little contained universe mm-hmm. of the MCU if there's these people that can just say, eh, we're going to pull the plug on this? Or is Loki going to take out the space lizards by the end of this, uh, this series? Ooh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Like, it's possible that especially considering the character of Loki, if there is some way he teamed up with them, if anybody was going to find a way to maybe if there were a final twist to this series to take out the time lizards or something like it would be yeah. the character of Loki. It would be the one yeah. that he redeems himself. We all think all is good. And then we find out he's, you know, taking control of the TVA or taking out the the, the sacred time lizard. So that, that could be an interesting twist. Um, Loki and uh, what's his name? Dr. Strange team up in multiverse of madness. That's my prediction. Makes so me far. think, I don't know. I, I think this might be the swan song for Loki in the MCU, but that's just a hunch. I don't know of any projects he's specifically connected to, but if he was, they'd probably keep it on their wraps anyway. So there's really no way to know. Right. Um, but I, I feel like because he really can't go back to the. I guess he could. I mean, you could you could just pluck him back into the main universe if you wanted, maybe through the multiverse of madness or something else. Um, what is but, the problem with like I, I didn't quite catch why he can't go back to his normal timeline? Is it just because he knows how he's going to die or because he doesn't want to be an asshole anymore or what? I think it's because the removal of the space gem from that point in time actually created a new timeline that basically only it only existed for him. It, 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 it's kind of how Tilda Swinton explains it, the ancient one in, in Avenger 10 game. That action was not what happened the first time. So this is a new timeline, but they reset that timeline. They took out they took out Loki and then you know how in the first scene the cops came out, they're like, All right, do the reset. I didn't really mention this in our recap, but they put this thing down, they say do the reset, and then we see this like purple thing come out and we guess that timeline was reset. The meaning I guess that that no longer that branch timeline, basically they took care of it. They removed the variant and they they reset it. So now that timeline that he was in doesn't exist. There is another timeline that happened that's concurrently happened, um, where Loki goes through everything we saw in the in the uh, you know, this is your life movie basically, and which ends in his death. Death, but he can't go back to that he can't I, he, they say he can't because that's the rules because that's not what's because that's not what happens in the sacred timeline maybe in in, in in mcu world he can go back because maybe at the end of this he does in some way that's that's the, that's the question remains is this going to be like a contained swan song for the loki character or redemption arc where he just defeats some version of himself or maybe some other villain that we don't know yet and then we feel maybe we cheer for him and then maybe he dies at the end because if you're going to redeem and maybe that's maybe that's all we can do with your character now or right. is this his reintroduction back into the main mcu these are the questions ahead I think you're right about the swan song, actually. The, the I have a feeling it is. Too. I, I think about it because he, he has been around for a while. And um, like with, with the, the multiverse of madness thing that's coming out, that's set in the future after the all the stuff that's already happened in the MCU, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's further ahead in the timeline. So this is basically just their way of, um, and this town takes place out of time. So this can be anywhere. Right. This doesn't need to affect anything. Sure. So, so this is just kind of their way of letting everybody know and understand this is what the multiverse is and this is how things work now. Right. And I think it's, it's also just, just helping. It was kind of mentioned in, in WandaVision 2, the Nexus right. events, which they mentioned here too. Uh, I think they mentioned it. Yeah. I think that's what the, I think Owen Wilson uses that uh, term like Nexus event or Nexus creature or something, something moving through that lives in different multiverses. So maybe Loki is one of those. Cause in, I think that's what it is. Cause in, in WandaVision, like the Scarlet witch is basically, they, she's like a Nexus something or other. And mm-hmm. at least in the comics, I, I may be mixing comics and, and MCU here, but that's, it's a, a version of which of, of which character exists throughout the multiverse. And Loki was pro- maybe another version of that. So he's a variant here, but he's also uh, a multiversal uh, um, creature of some kind. So he's also, what uh, I want is at the end of every episode for them to for their after credit scene for it to be a recap of the episode but broken down in the cartoon characters of <laughs> that explained what the multiverse or whatever yeah. the timeline thing was just good. so i can go now i get it yep that that's where these timelines went i i don't understand but it's okay yeah. because comics there's a lot to explain and it helps if you have are steeped in comic nerdhood and it helps if you've seen all these movies and shows like 57 I imagine so but all that does is help you also still be confused about where things are going so it's 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 not really that true too but uh yeah by the misdirect more you want to do uh just a little number rating maybe a a, an out of 10 to keep it simple sure would you like to go or would you like me to go first i'll go i'm gonna i'm gonna say it was a very strong start it it pulled me in i enjoyed the whole thing i never got bored um i think it could get better like this is a good introduction i'm not gonna say this is one of the best shows i've ever watched but i i will give it an eight out of ten for a very very strong first first episode yeah i i would give it a 10 out of 10 honestly based on what i've seen in the mcu i think it is the best at least one of the best if not the my favorite thing not necessarily the best like spectacle or whatever but uh as far as something that grabbed me and kept my attention the entire time it does help me i get distracted very easily it helps me that there's one guy that we're following around and it's not jumping back and forth between like they're inside the dome they're outside the dome this person and that person and you have to know who these people are it's just you're following this guy and uh i I, it kept my attention very well and uh good storytelling so far and uh, lots of big, weird, fun implications, and I hope that they don't waffle it like they did with WandaVision, in my opinion. So, All right. actually, not a 10 out of 10. I started with, I would give it a 10 out of 10, but I have to leave a little bit of wiggle room in case they get better. So I'm going to say an 8.5 out of 10 just to be All safe. Right. I think that's the first time you've rated any episode of anything that we discussed, which so far is just this and WandaVision as that's higher right. than me. So there you go. Somehow you're actually a little bit more into this, but I think we both at the end of the day, yeah. What, what's 0.5 in a subjective rating score? We both thoroughly enjoyed this and are excited to see where it goes. So that's you the can't backpedal your score now. You're an eight. No, I'm saying, you you hate it. He hated it. Everyone. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying my eight isn't that different from your 8.5. That's all. It's true. It's true. Very right. political of you. All right. Well, that, well, that's it, folks. Uh, tune in each and every week um, for the untitled Loki recap show. Both here, and I think this will be on the Downers Club as well. The, uh, yes, it will. The, the at patreon.com forward slash the system. So wherever you're listening, go pay the other one of us because we That's all have right. money and we all, we all get to eat. The Just take the, the names of our shows and put it after the backslash after Patreon. That and should then do you'll it. find us. Exactly. All right. Adios, folks. Bye-bye.
you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.